You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hey, guys. This is Chris. And Chris and I just want to inform everybody that we have decided that our episodes are now going to be every other Sunday. Uh, so to give us a little bit more time to prep for episodes, especially now since it's kind of hectic and we're sort of still settling into our house. And uh, so we just got someone to record a new intro for us, uh, an updated intro, and that person is actually here. Um, so it's my brother, Jossie. Hey, everybody. Um, Chris, you know who Jossie is, right? I have a vague understanding of the person. Wow. How dare you lie? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's only been in your life, you know, how, how long have we been it's together? Been like two years wow. now. Like a year or two or something? It's like two years now. Um, but so this podcast actually, um, I, I started solo my, my going back to the origins. <laughs> <laughs> I started solo myself, but it was actually, uh, supposed to be a collaboration, uh, between my brother and I, or my brother and me, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a grammar person, <laughs> um, about our experiences and, you know, just when we decided to get it off the ground, he kind of backed away from me, didn't feel totally up to coming out with everything that he's going through. And he just now got a, I mean, this is the first time that you really have a, a, a clear diagnosis of what you're going through, right, Jossie? Um, Yeah, uh, before, in, in the beginning, um, at my doctor, or the doctor I was going to at the time, he um, was going to treat it for something like bipolar or something like that. So I was, you know, misdiagnosed a bit. But I never got a real diagnosis. They were just like psychosis and stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, now I got a real diagnosis. Um, and I'm pretty happy to know exactly what it is. Yeah, there's um, some relief when you finally know exactly what you have. Um, can you... Take, I mean, it's always good to start back at, at the beginning. So with with this <clears throat> psychosis, I can remember um, hearing about you going through like a, a hard time, like depression and hearing voices. Um, I wasn't really sure what to make of that because I have four other siblings, but none of them have ever gone through that. Um, and I have BPD, but I can't really understand hearing voices. But can you kind of go back to maybe the first time that happened to you so that people can can kind of understand that and and maybe before we talk about that you know this this is kind of is this kind of hard for you to talk about the voices because I know that you would say before when you would talk about them it kind of um it would kind of activate them a little bit um it's usually if i talk about it any kind of way they get mad or something like that and you know it gets erratic but that that's that's surreal stuff i know um but yeah i can go from the beginning and go from there um you don't start now is it you know <laughs> yeah just, just saying right? <laughs> i was saying like i'm okay. I, no I'm, just, I'm excited that you're you're you know because jossie called me up the other day and he's like i'm having a good day i think i might go on the podcast and he's like i have to see how my other my, the rest of my days are going I'm like, i didn't okay. say those exact words <laughs> it was something like that I, I literally backed out of it again and i was like i don't know and then i I'll call the next day i'm like hey i'm ready <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's exciting to hear about but i know how also how um you know how sensitive it was to talk about before but yeah let's go back to the beginning and and all right, roll out the therapy chair. There we go. <laughs> Basically, um, should I make it brief? Okay, look. Okay, not a brief. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember in college uh, when I moved there, uh, it's just weird when you come from your hometown and you know everything there and you have friends or whatever, and you go to a different town and then it's like you're not making friends the same way because it's just like, 
you make a lot of acquaintances in high school and you're like, oh, those are my friends. And they're not really your friends like that. But then you go to college and then things are kind of depressing because you don't have any friends at that time. You have to mm. make it all over again. You have to start new relationships with people and you're literally like, how the hell did I do that? So, mm-hmm. um, well, the people in high school, sometimes you've been friends with them since like elementary school. Uh, yeah. Like I have friends from middle school. <laughs> like I literally have my two best friends. They're my friends, best friends since middle school. I literally call them my brothers. Uh, no offense, Ajin, you're my brother, but <laughs> oh, okay. just, what? I'm just a secondary brother, right. I guess. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Supplemental brother. But, um, yeah, it's, but it's so weird. And then uh, when you go up to, I decided, you know, I want to go to a different town. I, I hate um, my hometown and everything. I, I want to go to a different town so then I can, like, you know, be by myself, independent, and get with my parents and stuff and explore something new. An hour away. Yeah, an hour away. Because <laughs> I'm a rebel. But this is like three hours. This is like two, three hours away. Um, so I moved to Valdosta, Georgia, and um, I was like, Okay, after my dad left when he um, helped me unpack stuff and everything, he's like, all right, here you go, you know, stay safe out there, blah, 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 and whatever. And I, as soon as he left, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> what, what happened? And I had my roommate that I had and everything, but um, still, I had trouble making friends. So over that time, uh, I was pretty anxious about things. I got anxious really bad. I was, I was always having uh, anxiety about things i never could really stick up for myself and this and that but this time it was different so i would call it social anxiety um at that point so even walking on campus was uh pretty hard for me and i would literally feel like everyone's staring at me or you know saying something whatever and it was so weird uh to feel and after a while I started smoking weed and stuff or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I made friends because my one friend came from, uh, you know, uh, my hometown and he, um, you know, started like, uh, you know, uh, he made a bunch of friends in the dorms and we all started hanging out. We went to a rave together, all this kind of stuff. It was fun. Oh, Josh, you just love going to raves. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That, I literally got my car towed um, at my first rave in Tallahassee. I parked in a CVS parking lot. My friend was like, it's okay. It's all right. And I read the sign and said 24 hour towing and stuff like that. If you park here, um, you're not, you know, shopping at the store and stuff. So I was, I was like, oh, they're not enforcing it. It's all right. We're, we're like right next door at this place. I'll go to a rave. Came back out. My car was gone. And I was like, shit. <laughs> then, um, I had to call my dad. It was like, it was like literally five, four in the morning, I think. And I, I had to get some help to get my car <laughs> out. But I made it home that night. Uh, it's like about like six o'clock a.m. And luckily I didn't have class or anything. But um, yeah. Is it a rave where people are like in mosh pits and stuff? No, no, no. That's no. It's, it's usually where I think people are taking Molly and uh, um, right. Taking like a, what, what are those? Um. The ones that start with the E, the, the ecstasy. yeah ecstasy and and like uh, What's the LSD and know. stuff. It's just like speak to us uh, electronic music and what is this people? rave you speak of? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of true. That was pretty damn. So true. there was a lot of drugs. It's pretty damn true. There's like people who come there and they they're popping Molly, popping ecstasy, and people are like selling it. Like, hey man, I, I got Molly it. was weed, huh? Molly's oh not weed. Oh my god. Molly is not weed. Oh, Molly's okay. a pain. But yes, uh, raves, they're known for their drug use and whatever else. And, and people loud music. Like, I remember one girl just twerking on me. She was, like, she seemed a little not there. She was probably, like, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I, I don't know what was up with her. She probably took something. Probably Molly. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, back to everything. Um, <clears throat> I was dealing with social anxiety. <laughs> I was dealing with social anxiety a lot. And it was very weird for me and um i start like you know hallucinating later on uh after a while and i start hearing things in a distance or whatever i remember being in my bedroom just hearing like something like someone talking and stuff a bunch of people talking and it just got really surreal from there and i didn't know what to do i literally went mute for two weeks i believe um a one week or two weeks i just literally pointed things my girlfriend would at the time my ex um she would she was confused and everything why i wasn't talking i just didn't say anything if i did i'll write it down or i'll point at things whatever um Mm. because i just didn't want to deal with that and it was scary in itself Um, but all that time all that time you were hearing the voices yeah and um i'll be talking to myself uh, after that after that i got comfortable with just talking and everything i would talk to myself out loud and stuff it was so did you 
were, were you not talking because you didn't want to hear any other No, because they, they couldn't, like, everything I said, everything I did, uh, yeah. they could uh, they could see and hear, or hear, okay. hear, or whatever. They can hear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't want to say anything mm-hmm. or whatever, because I, I just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. So instead, I just went mute. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, I... I think I, I signed back up for college. I was in college, but I kind of dropped, I kind of not dropped out. I got a put on probation because I just, I couldn't pass math or whatever. Uh, college algebra shit. Um, Who can? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> I just didn't do my work and I was just partying too much. And uh, so I switched schools like twice and everything. I went to this one school and I, I you know, was ready for it and stuff. Um, I went to class and then uh, I felt like I was being stalked. And it was weird to have that happen. I wasn't stalked the last time. I would leave my apartment and I was fine. But uh, then this time I felt like being stalked. And I called my dad, like, scared as hell. And he, after a while, they came out there and just took me home. And I went to see a doctor, got an MRI scan. Uh, that's actually when I got, di- di- not diagnosed, but treated for bipolar. He thought it was my doctor that time. And they put me on uh, Seroquel. Uh, Seroquel only gave me allergic reactions, like sticking my tongue out, like so. Wow. That my, my tongue would literally come out of my mouth, like 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 by itself. My <laughs> mouth would just open like it's a door and just let my tongue out. Like my tongue's like, "Hey guys, here to work." Like what? Do you kind of like? Uh, there was a time that uh, you and Daddy were books a million, books a million, and you were doing that to like some kids. Like, it's <laughs> I I just I just took out I just took my Seroquel on the way, and uh and then it started kicking in, and so um. I, we were in Books a Million, we were walking around, you know, looking at stuff, I walked with my dad, I was just looking at some manga, and um, then my, um, I was walking past, and my tongue started just kind of coming out of his mouth, I was like, I can't control this, and it was weird, and there was some kids right there, I turned, and they, they were right there, I was like, oh shit, it looks so weird, <laughs> went to my dad, and my dad was just, I told him what happened, he started laughing, he's like, let's just go, and, <laughs> and, um, but, before they called the cops, yeah, I was like, this is so weird, and um, then, uh, after that, Seroquel didn't do anything for me. It like made me feel like high my first time taking it, um, and also gave me an allergic reaction. So then um, I eventually moved to uh, Atlanta, and um, I got my first actual apartment. And then uh, what was I about to say? And then uh, my I had to come back to my hometown, which is three hours away, and they wanted to put me on in Vega, Sustaina. Sustain, I think it's called, and it's a it's, it's a shot. I call it a booty shot because you had to put it in the muscle and everything. So the nurse practitioner had to do that. It did nothing for me. It gave me side effects, and I didn't mm-hmm. like it. It didn't do anything for me. It was just the last a month. My mom said you have to take it. You have to take it. And the nurse practitioner was like, you have to take it. I'm like, I'm 18 years old. I can say no if I want to. <laughs> but, but my mom <gasps> to the, your the, mom. But the, yeah, <laughs> but the nurse practitioner was going with my mom, and she was like, you know. Uh, you have to take this. You have to do. It. I'm like, it's not doing anything for me. It's giving me side effects. So I had to get it for another few or so months until they came to the conclusion. Oh, it's not doing anything. I'm like, you dumbasses. <laughs> of course, it wasn't doing anything. I'm trying to tell you, it's my body. Um, but then after that, I just, I don't know. Um, I was started. that shot intended to treat bipolar disorder as well? No, it's supposed to. Treat, it's an antipsychotic. Mm. But um, it's what in Vegas they they put things in shots uh, because uh, that's for people who don't take it regularly or take it at the right time or anything like that mm-hmm. if you uh, are that person who's like i don't want to take my medicine you have medicine they're like okay we had to put you on a shot because you don't have to take it you gonna be on for a month they have one for um i think a billify and mm-hmm. uh they might have one for geodon too yeah one for geodon and some other ones too i think mm-hmm. risperidone might have it too because risperidone is really um like potent but um so all the mm-hmm. time that you were taking these medicines to I guess just taking your the voices away. Yeah, it was supposed to you know quiet them. Or were you taking things um, for like depression or anything no, or anxiety? I, I was only taking that antipsychotic, and that's all I had. And uh, until I was sent to the mental hospital, like a year later. And of course, um, none of these medicines were working. Were none of them were working. Uh, they were just causing side effects, and um, I I literally went a whole year. Uh, just dealing with the stuff, trying to deal with it myself and everything. I literally thought it was real. That was my delusion and stuff. Uh, and well, they they were real to you. Like Jossie would always say, um, when, when you're just like, um, 
I don't know, you're like, I know, I know you're hearing voices. You would just try to be like, no, yeah, they're real. You don't understand that they're they're real. I'm like, yeah, Jocelyn, I know, I know that they're real. It's like, no, you don't understand. They're real. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, they are. They're real to you. I mean... When you said they were real, did you, did you mean that they are were physically? Yeah, they're real people. But yeah, the thing like, is... I think he, he didn't I... think that other people really believed you that, that you could hear them. That's what I kind of got from it. Like, you didn't think that... Because we could we couldn't hear them with our own ears, we didn't really believe you. We were just like saying, "Yeah." I didn't. Ever. I didn't think anyone really understood mm -hmm. what was going on, everything, and it was so just crazy to me. I just um, didn't really know like what was going on, and um, I was like, "I don't need to take medicine." So I went a whole year and everything without it, and I literally I I ended up punching a wall in uh, my apartment, and my this is my next apartment. I punched a wall in. And then I still went to work shaking. I told my uh, ex about it and everything. Um, Ajni uh, was living with me at the time. So he was like, what just happened? Whatever. And I went to work. My mom called me. She drove all the way up here to uh, to take me to the mental hospital. Got put in. And uh, then they put me on. The doctor there put me on Zeprexa. He said, wait a month. And in a month, it happened. It, and like it stopped things and i was living a normal life after a while and i increased the dose to like 30 milligrams and i was great uh everything was good for that year until um i stopped taking my medicine uh within a span of maybe six months and that was just stupid they tell you not to stop taking your medicine because you know it always comes back worse so you were you telling stuff. your doctor that you were taking it yeah i was taking it i was taking it but the thing is the doctor sucked like he like seriously he <sighs> I, I thought all the psychiatrists were like this, uh, that, you know, when you see them, they're like, how you doing? All right. Is medicine working? All right. And that's in a span of like five seconds. And then he's like, all right, see you next week or um, next few weeks or whatever. And he, I literally don't understand. Like he, he would be late to the appointment. You'll get there at four o'clock. You have shit to do. And he gets there three hours later and the office is pretty much closed this time. And he's finally there and you see him for five seconds. And you're like, I had to wait all for this. And I, also, I thought all psychiatrists were like that. So I didn't even want to go another way. I just stopped going to them. And I stopped taking my medicine altogether. And I was like, I'm fine. I don't need to. And after a while, it came back. Like after a year, it came back. And as we got together with my girlfriend around the time, I think it was uh, July, uh, it started of uh, last year. Uh, and then I was suffering through that. Um, and... I tried my best to fight everything. I got a psychiatrist, got a psychologist, trying to help myself somehow. And they he prescribed everything he could and nothing really worked until I was put on uh, Latuda. Latuda just wasn't strong enough, I guess, or whatever it was. Take a highest dose once again. When you went back to the doctor, did they re-diagnose you or what? The no, no. The, the doctor never diagnosed me. He said he, wants, he wanted to diagnose me with mild schizophrenia, which is a weird thing to say, mild mild i don't know what mild schizophrenia is that's like mild psychosis because i don't think i'm schizophrenic i really like that um but uh he he uh you know we, i was on latuda and it wasn't really working enough i was getting suicidal thoughts i was going through it because i just it was like too much to go through so i my psychologist i went to her uh, a few weeks ago uh well last week sorry uh and she was like because this is my second time telling her that i had suicidal thoughts and everything and Everything was going downhill, and she uh, she said, you have to go. You have to go to the hospital. You have to do this and everything, and I just voluntarily went, and um, then they put me on different medicine. I'm on antidepressant now on a higher dose of Latuda, 120 milligrams, which is really high, and, uh, and Lexapro is an antidepressant, and uh, then they diagnosed me with schizoaffective and depression. And that's where I am right now. You're with the the Lux Pro is the you're on a mood stabilizer, right? It's a mood stabilizer and, and, and antidepressant and okay. um, anxiety stuff like that. Yeah. So after all that frustrating, I mean, do you feel like you're you're finally on the the correct medicine? Yeah, I feel like I'm on the correct medicine. I I've been having bad like bad weeks for a long time, and I was really depressed. I would come home. And sleep and just, you know, wait for things like whatever, just sleep and do nothing. I wouldn't even clean anymore my room. I My room was just messy all the time and bathroom didn't look too good, whatever. And uh, then I started like 
feeling better now. Uh, like my last two days, I went straight back to work after I got out of the hospital because you got to make that money, got to make that dough, got to move that bread. Anyway, uh, <laughs> then you got to, um, then um, I uh, just had two good days. I did really well uh, and I just was back to being me and I felt good. So um, I feel like I'm prescribing the right medicine now and I know that schizoaffective is pretty much the right thing to pinpoint it as. Because uh, my mood was up and down and my psychosis was erratic. So so what what does knowing what to call a schizoaffective, which is still a new word for me, but that's something that that people can can look up and become more familiar with. But um, and you've told us a little bit about it also. Um, but what does that mean to you to have um, a, a definition for what you're going through? To to finally have you know people have told you you know it's bipolar. It might be this, it might be that. But to know that it's schizoaffective with depression, what does that mean to you? Um, it means that I know what's going on with me more um i have not had suicidal thoughts in quite a while for over a week now which i am very happy for i have not been down sad and that's because i know what i'm going through uh with this gets so effective and i need to be put on a certain thing because um to be honest like uh well actually to be frank um uh people either know the term schizophrenia or do not know what it means, or just don't know what schizophrenia is at all. Uh, so, you know, when they hear schizoaffective, uh, that people who do know what schizophrenia is, they're like, wait, there's more? What's schizoaffective? Because no one has heard that. And um, schizoaffective is basically the middle ground between um, a mood disorder and psychosis. And so Ajani over here ha might have a BPD, might have, no, I mean, does have BPD, but... I might have BPD too, but uh, also I can have a little psychosis. So that's basically what it is. I, but the thing is, it's schizoaffective. They just can't tell how much is it. Like, am I more psychotic or am I more of a mood uh, mood disorder? I need that. Well, are they able, when they say schizoaffective, are they able to, I guess, what kind, what, what is the definition of the mood disorder that you have? Or is that still to be determined? Well, or that's is it just schizoaffective no that that's why they say schizoaffective because they're not exactly sure what it could be but it's a mood disorder but they don't know exactly they can't pinpoint that so they're just like a schizoaffective is that like middle ground like i said it's just like you know we're not sure exactly what the mood disorder is um but we do know it might be you know you have depression and you know your mood is up and down and everything so you might have mood disorder you have to mood stabilizer and you do have a little psych psychosis so it's it's that middle ground there um is that funny? You you finally know what to call it, but it's also kind of it's still like, kind of a great it's an umbrella. It's an umbrella term, I guess. Schizoaffective is an umbrella term, so I might be bipolar, uh, BPD, uh, you know, or I might have this and that, whatever. But um, the thing with uh, uh, schizo like schizoaffective, um, it's no one really knows uh, what causes uh, schizophrenia or schizoaffective uh, or anything like that. Hearing voices and hallucinations and stuff. No one really knows much about it. Um, they just have to keep on finding that. So um, they do know that it deals uh, with uh, chemicals in your brain, uh, particularly dopamine, uh, excess of dopamine, or um, an excess uh, of... It's either excess of dopamine or maybe it's... Um, not enough. Yeah, not enough of that. Uh, not Well, it's always excess of do dopamine, but it's like not enough of glutamine. Um, and... Uh, and then uh, there's also genetics because uh, I did an MRI. They found nothing wrong with my chemicals in my brain. It, everything's fine. So it comes from genetics more mm -hmm. than likely uh, with this. But people don't know that. And people think it's just like a, a chemical imbalance. Well, schizoaffective, I think it's sort of um, uh, kind of like schizophrenia because they both kind of uh, I mean, appear. Kind of, it is really, but they both like kind of a, appear yeah. um, in your young adult life right like around 20 right um, and that's when you started because i remember when you when you were growing up it seemed like you were um okay <laughs> i mean i don't i don't really i don't i don't remember you like going through you know uh this kind of like depression i remember you going through hard times and stuff but it seemed like you were 
uh, coping a little bit better. But after you started hearing the voices and hit like 20 years old, that's when it started getting a little bit harder. Well, first thing, I was kind of depressed in high school um, about things. Stupid things I'd be depressed about. Not having a girlfriend. And this and that and everything. Everyone pointing me out saying like, oh, he he never had a girlfriend. Oh, he's a virgin. Just looking at me and everything. I'm just like, what what I do to you guys? <laughs> and um, You haven't but, had sex yet. <laughs> yeah, and so like that. And I just didn't know what the hell to do. And I felt like, I need a girlfriend now. And so like that. Um, or something like that. And just because people were like, once you have sex, man, you're going to be a man, dude. Like, it's... So it's peer not, pressure. Peer pressure was on there and everything. And my peers, I was never, I was, I felt inferior to my peers. And I, I still felt like that. And I hated being my hometown because everyone knew you. Everyone knew your parents. Everyone knew your family, whatever. And it's like all the teachers you even taught them to. And they would kind of go along with things uh, too, I feel like. So it was just kind of like, you know, I was, you know, inferior to everyone, no matter what I did. And I, I was that stupid guy, I felt like. And I, I would come home and just be like, sad and stuff but i would just be in my own place and just cope with it a different kind of way like talking to myself or you know whatever i was i was good in my own company um and i would literally um shrug off my like i guess shrug off uh, uh what is it um uh tell my friend you know when he wanted to hang out he lived like right down the street from me but i just didn't feel like it. i was like i don't feel like it today i don't feel like doing anything today and i would just shun yeah shun him and everything and he just wanted to you know just like you know, understand what's going on. I would not tell anyone because I'm that kind of person. If you ask me what's wrong, I would be like, nothing, nothing's wrong. And I would just smile <laughs> on your face. Yeah. I just, I have that kind of thing where I like, you kind of want to handle it yourself. And I, just... I want to handle myself and go through it. That's what um, yes, men are, me too. that's what men are taught, which is very sad. You know, if you're sad, oh man up, dude, it's okay. It's, it's your life. And it's not, but the thing is you can't do that. You, you can't keep a bottled up that's what that's what i feel i felt bottled because i didn't want to look weak everyone thinks i'm a weak person so i bottled up everything i was going through every kind of weakness i had and i'll keep in my back of my brain then cry about it later and stuff and that's kind of where i am now but i feel better about things um more um so uh but you feel like you're gonna you're going to do that less now um i mean I was less of that. Uh, it's I, I've I've grown up. I've grown out of things. If I Aww. I've grown out of things. Like, <laughs> no, He's I've grown up. I've grown out. Uh, no, I've grown out of those things of people with peer pressure and mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Whatever. Um, if people make fun of me, I laugh along with them, and then I make fun of them. It's it's like whatever. You you can't knock me down, um, and everything. I just don't do that stuff anymore and still i hated my hometown because everyone there was an asshole either way I, I, it's like whatever but did you still huh i mean do you still keep things to yourself is um, that something that you well that's still something that i kind of hold on with myself like keeping things to myself mm -hmm. until it gets kind of bad mm -hmm. or trying to deal mm -hmm. with it myself because i don't feel like other people are going to understand. Mm -hmm. I don't want to burden other people. Shut mm -hmm. up, Chris. Yeah, I want. I don't want to burden other people too. <laughs> I don't tell anyone my stuff because I just don't want it to. Um, so do you still do you uh, still feel like, or do you still think that um, you're weak for the condition that you have? I never thought I was weak because of that. I just felt like I didn't want to show any. Well, that was weak. Oh. <laughs> Oh no. Anyway, um, yeah, I I felt I I didn't I don't feel it now. I'm happy that I know what it is, and I'm I'm here now. I'm yeah, here is, now. Is so. it weak or did you did you feel ashamed? Ashamed to know what what's going on or did what you feel before? Ashamed before? To, yeah, to be, be I, going through what you were going through. Did well, that, I that make you feel like you were. I felt like if I told anyone, like if I told my work people, hey, I go through this and everything like that, they'd be like, what? Oh my God. Because there's, there's just people out there who do not believe in mental illness in any kind of way. There's a stigma. And as you've heard in our um, intro, uh, you know, tearing down mental health stigma. Okay. And stuff. And Ooh, like, it's, like people people do not understand it and they say it's made up by the government or um you don't, you don't it's have in to, the water supply yeah, it's in the water yeah it's in the water supply um autism is caused by this, like all this kind of stuff it's because when like, you eat chicken it has the anti uh antibiotics yeah in it and, and and the uh was it the uh, cow meat mad cow disease i don't know man it processed meats we, we go outside you have to wear a gas mask because there's <laughs> stuff in the air where they're 
like, you know, I, I don't understand people like that who just don't want to accept that there could be an illness of the mind too. And stuff like that. And it's, well, you know, it's harder, it's harder for people to, if they could see it, that would be easier. Yeah. But just cause you're telling them, you know, telling somebody something like, eh, I don't know, prove yeah. it to me. <laughs> it, I feel like if I were to tell my coworkers, Hey, I'm going through this right now, they would probably think, you know, that I'm weaker to them mm. and it just doesn't help. So it just looks so bad. And so then, um, like, I just don't talk about it to everyone. I talk about people I actually care. I actually, like, not care about. Like, people that actually care about me are, um, are actually, like, my friends. Like, close friends you I can talk to. Connection to. Yeah. And it's just not good to tell just any and everyone. Because they might throw around the word crazy. And I've learned um, that people will make fun of uh, mental illness because they're not going through right now. They'll never understand how it feels to feel that uh, that pain until it happens to them. And when it happens to them, it's not funny. And they're, they're wondering why everyone is laughing at them after that. So I hate the word crazy uh, when talking about mental illness and stuff. But some people are kind of like, it's kind of, you can call people crazy. Sometimes they are. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um, I kind of feel like maybe that's like a an equivalency to using the word gay, like in a derogatory way or um, something similar like that. Is that you're you saying feel? like stupid? Yeah, it's just yeah. Childish thing to do. Because <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I actually call people out now when I hear them use the word gay for as a derogatory term. As, yeah, or you know, or epithet in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like. Uh, and I, this actually happened at work one time, and I, I was, I, I heard my my coworker say that, and I was like, I'm sorry, what was that? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't mean, it. I meant um, dumb. I was like, okay, well, you know, you have a proper vocabulary. How about we use it? <laughs> Chris doesn't even feel- remember this, but he said this story last episode. No, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I have bad memory. Like, <laughs> what I hate, what I hate with people. Um, you know, when you're, I didn't really know I was depressed until like a week before I went to the hospital uh, last week um, until my uh, sister's friend was like, um, that sounds like depression. And she's a therapist. She's like, that sounds like depression. You are depressed mm-hmm. and stuff. I didn't know I was actually depressed. Like I would, like I said, I come, I'd come home, slide down my bed and go to sleep and I wouldn't want to do anything. And I would just like sit around and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like cooking. I didn't feel like cleaning. I didn't feel like going out anywhere, but it's, it was bad and you know people will tell you like uh oh you're depressed uh, just why can't you just go ahead and do it it's okay just get up and do something you'll be fine that's what parents tell their children you know when they don't understand that they're going through something and they're not in their life all the way mm-hmm. but uh it's um it's confusing mental illness but it needs to be understood more and yeah. i that's why i'm happy that you know that you're finally coming on here and talking about this stuff because you know I, I think that there are other people um that are going through this you know with schizo um effective or, or schizophrenia or things like that mm-hmm. um and it may be hard for them to to talk about it because just like you uh it may make them i guess think too much about it you know no, or make it, the, the voices come out it's not that uh people don't like to talk about it because people will think that they're crazy mm-hmm. uh this one guy in the hospital he came like the day i uh, the day before i was about to leave or the day i was leaving i don't know uh he we went to a group therapy session uh he was diagnosed with schizophrenia like a year ago um and he you know was like listen guys i'm not crazy but i believe in voodoo i believe in telekinesis and so like that and uh but he wasn't like he was talking about telekinesis he he did say telekinesis but uh, he's already talking about telepathy mm. um so you know hearing thoughts and oh, like okay. that and he uh he like said they're good voices bad voices too and everything like that and he's going through and sometimes they'll pull him and make him do things uh whatever and uh this just like you know i was just talking to him and everything and he just he just didn't understand but he kept on saying i'm not crazy this is like exactly what's going on and stuff but i'm just like you know nothing's wrong you're you know here to get help and so like that but uh it's just people like people with hearing voices they know they 
can't talk to people about it because they won't mm. understand and it makes them sound crazy and mm-hmm. then people don't want to message you after that did, did that guy kind of remind you of you yeah he he definitely did he might because he's in his first stages of going through this and i didn't want to take medicine and i don't know where his you know w- w- if you want to take medicine or not they're probably putting on medicine right now while he's there but um he he's he just reminds me of myself i was like you know i believe in this and everything and my dad actually tried to do some voodoo stuff like that because he didn't know what was going on too and he, he's never experienced this before i think it was so, like christian voodoo it was right? definitely it was like voodoo. <laughs> it was he, like christian he said he, said, he just gave, make that he gave me a candle <laughs> he gave me a candle he was like you know uh say uh like pretty much i say a prayer to or try that do this and everything whatever and then he was like now blow it out and everything and i blew it out and i was just like i was like I, I couldn't even cry. I just like I just felt really bad and stuff. I didn't feel like crying. I just don't feel like crying in these instances. But mm. you just don't like to. But um, yeah, it's just like it's it's just so confusing to people. Do you think? Here. Well, I I feel like you know he did that because he felt kind of helpless. Yeah, he was um, helpless, and yeah. he knew that you were like hearing. Because I'm just thinking about how um, how my dad kind of reacted to to my. Um, my depression and stuff. Because um, first it's sort of like, you know, desperation, like what I, what can I do? And then after that, it's just, it kind of feels like it's, it feels so much like it's out of your hands. Like there's, there's just a limited amount of stuff that you can do and it's kind of up to the other person. Like mm-hmm. if you're not going to tell people, you know, um, that you're hearing voices and what you're going through, then, and you're going to hide it from other people, then there's only a, like a limited amount of things that other people can do. Um, but yeah, I think that was, that was kind of like him feeling helpless, like he couldn't do anything and thinking that like religion he was, prayed, he just prayed was some way that he could take control. It was like, uh, I remember we would say a prayer every night. Uh, my dad would come sit by me and he would just, we would just say a prayer every night before I went to bed. And that's all we did, um, constantly and stuff. And he didn't know what to do. He kept on doing things like he kept on trying to do things, take me out places, try to get me out of the house, something like that. He was, he was just trying to help the best he could and stuff. Um, but it just wasn't what I needed. I needed medicine and I needed help and stuff. So that's why it's my fourth time to the mental hospital. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, ah man, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Dang it, Ajani. It's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey, my hobbits. Uh, well, I'm, I was gonna say I'm glad you decided to speak out and share your experiences because that's the only way that we can make other people understand. I guess you know it's like, and I I've told Arden. I think I've mentioned. I, I'll preface by saying I may have mentioned this on the show before. But <clears throat> see episode thirty eight. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like you know with being gay and it being accepted as normal part of society and it's not i think mental illness it's you know it's you hear about it more people talking about it and and uh celebrities yeah actresses are just coming out like you know hey i suffer from this hey i suffer from mm-hmm. this and so like that but they don't most people don't say they do as mm-hmm. so, uh just like me uh if i were to tell someone if i were to tell someone i've been you know friends with for like years uh, just like my coworkers, if I ever tell them that I'm, I hear voices and I uh, am diagnosed with schizophrenia, like, what? You hear voices and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I never knew. You like people just. You seem so normal. Yeah, you know, people <laughs> are like, you seem so normal. I don't know what's wrong. So... No, that's because I'm literally dying over here while I'm trying to give you a smile and act <laughs> like a normal person. I'm fighting <laughs> constantly. Like. Ish. I'm, I'm trying to act like you want me to act. Like, I'm literally <laughs> dying over here. Like, please, take me out. Like, oh my god. It's it's like, like I, I just try my best to keep the right demeanor and everything. But um, when, before I went to the hospital, I was having such bad weeks. I, that one day before uh, I went to a psychologist, I, my mood was down. I was not happy, like, all day long at work. I was, like, I looked down. Everyone was asking, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I just was down like dead inside and stuff and um that's how it is like i just didn't want to tell anyone what was going on and stuff um like i I just felt so bad so now that 
this episode is out here on the interwebs um and also the dark web probably uh, yes. um <laughs> maybe the light webs you know um now that it's out there um there's a potential that your coworkers could hear this people that you know um that that don't know that you're affected by schizoaffective thank you <laughs> um how does how does that make you feel do you feel anxious about that do you feel scared do you feel like how does that make you feel <laughs> um what that's out yeah that that people may may hear this and may look at you differently you know for good or for bad because you can't control you know how people view you i'd rather not tell people anything because uh, they will start treating you differently by that point. And they'll, like, uh, just how when uh, there's a language barrier with someone, uh, someone comes up to you that who speaks English, like, um, Sukasa es casa, Sukasa, I don't know how to say, um, hola, um, casa. And they start, like, doing gestures. Like, they'll treat you differently, and they'll treat you like you're fragile, as my mom does. She's like, you know, like, every time when someone makes jokes, she's like, you know, Jossie's fragile. You can't do that. Like, you know, like I'm not fragile. <laughs> I, I'm not, a, like, a fragile flower or anything. I don't need to be treated differently, so I don't tell people that stuff. Or whatever. whatever. Like, my mom also calls you pumpkin, so, I mean, I, obviously you're the favorite, so she uh, would feel that way that you. Maybe that's a little bit to do with you being a, the baby of the family, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely that. Leave him alone, he's fragile. I spent a lot of time with her growing up, so, yeah. But, I mean, I don't... Well, so, I don't... You, so, what you're saying is that if people were to find out, if somebody from work were to listen to this podcast... Oh, no, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. No, but that. I'm saying, yeah. well, if people were to find out, you know... You would, like most people, they would want to be treated like everybody else and with respect and, you know, like, like not be looked down upon or treated as someone who's, as you used to fear that you were weak for having this or having to deal with this. You know, it's like, it, it, that's what's kind of like something it's so mind-boggling to me. It's like people just want to be treated with respect and dignity. Yeah, if and I that's... tell you anything about myself that, you know, makes me look weaker, you'll treat me differently. Right. And so, but, you know, now that you're coming forward and, you know, you're talking to people, and unfortunately, some people are just so, um, they're so uninformed, let's say, or, you know, yeah, about certain things, about a lot of things, some people. They're uninformed or they just want to know what they hear. They don't want to right. um, take in what they they hear and uh, they're like, "Oh, I hear schizophrenic people. <clears throat> schizophrenic, schizophrenic people are violent." Mm -hmm. The truth is that schizophrenic people are tend they tend to not be violent in any kind of way. Some of them can be, um, but it's like with me, I'm not violent um, with it, or I'm not violent at all. I'm, I'm literally like a like a flower. I'm a delicate flower. Anyway, <laughs> but no, it's like I I'm not fragile though. Uh, anyway, um, it's. Like, I, I'll hurt myself before I hurt someone else. Mm -hmm. I would never do anything like they would. Seriously. And that's like, what, you know, now that... It, unfortunately, if somebody were to find out and were then to try to treat you differently or look at you differently in a negative way, like a negative... Because they have the negative association of mm -hmm. mental illness, then that's... To me, that's like the a perfect learning opportunity or teaching opportunity. One of those teaching opportunities that you... We... Wait, guys. Don't stop the thing here. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> so, if you know me, then just know that please don't treat me differently. Please don't give me whatever kind of shit just because you think I'm weaker or whatever kind of stuff or I'm delicate, whatever you want to do. Treat me like the same person you've always treated me as. I do not like to be treated differently just because I go through something. Oh, you, you go through depression? Oh, would you, where's your medicine? Take your medicine now. Oh my God, what's wrong? Ah, oh, like that and everything. Like, I see you're, you care, but you're kind of belittling me a bit. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't, please, don't do it. Neither once. Thanks. End <laughs> <laughs> the episode <laughs> here. End the episode here. I'm glad, I'm glad that you have, like, the courage to come out and, and talk about what you're going through. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of think about, I do think about like what, 
um, what people think, I guess, if they, they find out that I have BPD. It's not something I just go to people and say, hello, yeah. I have BPD. But if yeah. they find out or something... Um, Hopefully you know, he's I, going through another episode. I feel like, you know, yeah, don't treat me you differently. Know, I don't really but... have that. Maybe because I don't have the condition, but I don't really have that fear, I guess. And speak in like, if I mentioned to someone um, that you have BPD, I don't really have um, that fear about it. Like, what are they going to think? Yeah. I just, I mean, because uh, if I were going to tell anyone, um, then it it had to be, like, I would have to be prepared because it would get around. Mm-hmm. And then people would be like, oh, did you know? Here's where this. Wow, that's crazy. Are, is he crazy? Oh, my God, he's mad right now. He's probably hearing me right now. Ah, like, I don't, I don't know. But I just don't want people to assume and because you make an ass out of you and me. Anyway, but uh, I don't want people to assume. I don't want people to little or treat me with you know uh was it child gloves white gloves or whatever i don't know what, whatever the saying is i don't want you to do that i want you to treat me the same way not like like that like <laughs> but yeah i just that's all <laughs> well i know what our next episode with you will be what about relationships <laughs> i'd rather not <laughs> but, okay. but we have to talk about love I'd rather you know i've been that. i've been as trying to do an episode on um i especially with a lot of the shootings that are happening and how a lot of people the first thing they talk about is mental illness yeah mm-hmm. but i'm like the statistics show that people with mental illness are more likely to hurt themselves than anybody else i mean wait no mental illness has the gun not humans <laughs> it's like that like that's all it is so like, I mean, I feel like even just introducing it in that way within that subject matter, it kind of um, distorts the view that people may have with mental illness and giving it a misassociation with it. Oh, men- this this is a mass shooter; he has mental illness. No, I mean, I mean most mass shooters that have um, been, you know, that have happened when they do their analysis of what went on in their history of the individual and what motivated them. It's not because they had mental illness. It's because they had radical ideas about white supremacy or right. uh, other groups of people. It's uh, it's not a mental illness. That's being brainwashed. Yeah, it's 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 people doing this. Like, uh, I think it's Japan. Uh, Japan does a thing where they check your mental stability or whatever kind of mental whatever side mm-hmm. you are and everything every single year if you're a gun owner owner, oh, and right. they they have to you know do all this like things like. It's not easy to have a gun in Japan and everything. Only like I guess certain people have it. Um, I, I think it's Japan, but um, yeah, it's like they, there's they a lot of different countries that have a lot of more regulations. Well, I mean, like I, I'm just talking about Japan, yeah. uh, Jiro. Like it's um, well, I Japan doubt like, they have the Second Amendment. Well, they but the thing, <laughs> the thing, the thing is like uh, I don't that, know. I don't like, know if that makes. America well, different. <laughs> no, it's it's a this is an American thing because people in Japan you don't see them no. you don't see them shooting off guns at people and everything. I think there's only like three that. countries in the world that have a um, bear a, a right to, bear right arms. to wear arms in their constitutions. Mm. I don't know that. I just recently read that <laughs> somewhere on the line. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah I would, would like to would do be, an episode. yeah that would like, be a good topic. Look at the statistics and kind of discuss about it because I feel like that's just kind of. Um, giving poor associations to mental illness. Well, Dawson, we do want to thank you for being on this episode with us, and you congratulations know, on coming out of the closet! <laughs> Yay! Letting us know yes. what's what's going on, and and it's okay to be gay. Rejoice with the okay, boys. That's not what we're talking way. about. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, uh, if anyone else is listening, they know me. I'm gay now. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm just spreading misinformation now. It's that's, okay. If they're gonna come, if anyone in my work, true. if anyone in my work hears this, yeah, go ahead. I'm gay now. But I'm, I'm glad, I have a girlfriend though. But I'm gay. I'm glad you're secure with your masculinity. Your mustache. I'm glad you're your secure. Beard. Yeah. I'm glad you're so secure with your masculinity that you can joke around like that. Ha ha. Ha That's not toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's that's the good kind. <laughs> You've got the good kind in you. Oh my you. gosh, I'm mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Joss, we look forward to having you on, on other episodes and, and 
taking more of a look at at this. I think this is just the beginning, so that other people can to understand, you know, what it's like, and so that you know when people uh, come into contact with people like us that have mood disorders or mental illness, they can understand a little bit better that it is kind of our own personal hell because you know we're trying to figure out what medicine to take you know a, a doctor to go talk to uh who to tell how to handle it it's also, a lot of stress uh, and then we have to be out in the world but no <laughs> always be truthful with your doctor what exactly is going on because i literally did not tell my doctors anything that was going on i was just like you know going through it and everything i was like everything's fine everything's fine every appointment and they didn't understand why i have suicidal ideations i went to my psychiatrist like yesterday and on uh, Thursday, and he was literally like, you know, what? Yeah, suicidal thoughts? You were put in the hospital? What? And I was like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, it's a whole story, man. <laughs> like, I, I seriously don't want to talk about it at all. Oh I just say, gosh. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're not fine if you're not telling your doctor the truth. And they can't diagnose you if you do not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing that I have learned. And that's why I'm coming out today and telling and just talking. That's the moral of the story. Like the best way to deal with a person that gets so effective is to talk to them about what's going on. That's the only way to actually like, you know, get things off their mind. They have a mood disorder. They just need to get it off their chest and they need someone to listen. Or if you're dealing with depression. Any is I have depression of, too. Any form <laughs> of um mental illness. Mental illness or mood disorder. If you're, what are you if you're struggling about? with something, then you're not fine, right? Yes, yeah. and you're you weak. should seek and you should seek help. <laughs> you're yeah, not yeah. weak. <laughs> no, that, no, that's that's not what I'm saying. What people say, they're like, you're weak right. and stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're if you're sitting at late up at night, and you're thinking really heavy stuff, mm-hmm. and or not just sitting in your bed, not yeah. doing anything, <laughs> then. You should probably talk to someone. Right. Professional. It's time. There's an intervention. We're all here for you. You're listening to this podcast. We're in the same room as you. Sit down. We have a talk to have. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. So, guys, we will see you next other Sunday. (laughs) Unless we feel like doing a special episode. (laughs) Next, next Sunday. Um... Oh, wow. (laughs) That's the alarm again. (laughs) Saying the episode is about to end. Oh, oh my god. god, the phone's about to explode. <laughs> There's a countdown. Oh oh god. God. We have to go. Oh 10, nine. Oh my god. I just, I want to say, snake, I, I, I love everybody. No.